Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Travis and Alexis yet again. Hello. And figured because we haven't done a podcast with you guys in forever, even though we keep saying that it's on our to-do list to like do more of these and figure out how to do it remotely and all the other stuff. It's just life. So we figured we'd sit down and try to at least hit on one of the topics that people have been bringing up. We've had a lot in the church here lately. It's kind of going around everywhere, but just, I guess, that overall topic of anxiety in the times in which we find ourselves in. I mean, we're most certainly looking at going into a second kind of nationwide lockdown, um, if not even more strictly enforced, I would think, than it was the first time, seeing as how, you know, everybody everywhere is kind of just chaos and crazy. Um, Everything that's going on in Portland, we were just talking about that. Um, The kids, I mean, I can't even imagine, especially the kids that were like seniors in high school getting ready to graduate or, you know, going into their senior year and, and so much with the school systems is just changing. And I know the kids are, we were just talking about it with our son and he's like, what are we supposed to be looking forward? Like, what what is life going to be? What do we even look forward to anymore, you know, or, or can expect to see come? And all of this just comes with so much anxiety and stress and just worry, I, I think, for a lot of people, you know, of what do we do at these times? What do we look forward to? Speaking what the heck? Speaking of these times, did you see today? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know if it was today or not, but I read the article today, so... <laughs> today <laughs> the the probably most likely the last ss or nazi soldier was convicted in trial in a holocaust trial in germany really yeah 93 years old from like those nazi yeah this things. is the it's it's almost positive the last because the only other couple that are left are one has dementia and they yeah. deemed him not fit to stand trial and the other guy I don't remember what was wrong with the other guy. But this one that was uh, convicted, this 93-year-old, he remained rebellious to the end. He he didn't admit his guilt all the way till now. Wow. So he gets like a two-year wow. suspended sentence. But he still has zero remorse. <laughs> so it was, that was really fascinating to, uh, to read that, though. And uh, it's kind of weird that that's like the last... I mean, the fact that we're even doing it now is still kind of interesting but that's just because there's no um uh, limitations in germany for how long a crime can be prosecuted so but that's that's, crazy that's just interesting that that last wave of world war ii veterans that well it's like closing that. out a whole era yeah, probably, yeah you know, it is of just world history completely 75 just, years ago yeah and it was crazy because it's something that our grandparents all talked about very you know I mean, my grandparents did very candidly um, just the whole time around it and everything. So for that era to be, that's kind of a, that's kind of a crazy thing to watch because that was such a huge, huge part of our, you know, our history. And to watch that chapter, I just randomly had to throw that in there because I'm I'm sitting here on anxiety of, of going through that, of being a Jew in Germany or in, you know, Eastern Europe during that time like oh, i'm yeah. sure like i can't i cannot even imagine just because the scale of persecution the scale oh, yeah. of just i mean it's it's kind of interesting um 
to just kind of think about what the world was going through then and what the world's going through now. And, you know, time moves forward and things change, but a lot of times things kind of repeat just at different levels. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm not saying that what we are experiencing is at the level of Jews you know, going into the Holocaust. Right, sure. Absolutely not. Um, but just the, just the fear and the anxiety and the change. What's oh, sure. What's the world going to look like? Oh, no, like no, no. I mean, the when you're talking about, yeah. You're, I mean, yeah, severity. No, you're not comparing yeah. severity. But as far as, um, actually, I think it's bigger. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is, I, I really don't see a human event that is, has changed history this much recently within the past few hundred years. Well, and it affects the entire world. You know what I mean? We're like, we're not talking about one group of people or a few groups of people or one country or a few countries. You're literally talking about the entire world who is being radically transformed by this. Built off of a, a way to do things, a way that we operate, and then for life to just completely change one day. You know, I mean, we're used to going to sporting events baseball games, football games, concerts where the we're store, packed, you know, yeah, <laughs> we're packed in with each other. And, you know, you think about Disneyland, you know, you go to Disneyland and remember like the elevator to go in. What's that? Uh, oh, the haunted oh, mansion. Oh, yeah. You're always ch- chock full of like in there of like a hundred people. Can you imagine having to stand in line for that now to see like five people go on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just crazy. Like, what's the fun Fully of garbed and everything. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. I feel like it, that would be more scary. Well, well I... are so used to doing yeah. things like yeah. this. It'll never be done that way ever again. And not only that, yeah. we're talking about work, school, you know. Yeah. These are all... Yeah, we're, I, don't, I don't see how the world's ever going to go back to group functions in that way. I don't see how we're ever going to have crowded school buses and kids sitting in the classrooms. Yep. And well, that was kind of our thing in talking about that, you know, when everybody's talking about this unemployment rates and, and this and that, and I go, okay, well, let's just hold on a second. Like I know, thankfully the Lord, we didn't really know why he was transitioning when he was. And I'm not saying he did all of this because he knew coronavirus was coming, but the point still being that we're used to doing large scale weddings. I'm, floral designer we did wedding planning and all of that so right now yeah we were supposed to have one they had to cancel because of it that was our last wedding as we're transitioning after a decade of being in the wedding industry and for us like the income we were used to having we would have been devastated right now this literally is in this is from spring to fall is what how we survive how we we live i mean we would have we would have been asking you we all would have been like no but really but but that's the whole thing and people are talking yeah but but people in talking about it i'm like it's not just whatever my industry that i have a profession you know in doesn't exist anymore Right. What what's happened to all the three hundred person weddings? And you can't we have a three hundred I mean, we person closed, wedding. We never closed our company either. So Heidi left it open just to go. You know, if we get that oh, absolutely that, that wedding that's worth it for us to take. And and take. looking at how we're going to change. I mean, we had weddings that had to cancel. We've had other people. I've had people message me that I they've recommended me and in different things, and they message and I'm like, and they're like, we don't really know what to do though, right? Because like, but my skill set my job of doing large function events 
Right. And I'm not the only one. That I mean, the event industry is huge. I mean, conferences at hotels and all of these different things. Like those, how, we're just all of a sudden one day going to go back to, oh, okay, it's cool now. Everybody go back to doing that. You know what I mean? Like and concerts. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, there's no more. Well, I don't know though, because you still hear like people are going to concerts and having okay, concerts. Sure. But what my concern is though, is like, and, and I agree with that because yeah. I, I think we're all going to get over this and, and yeah. people are going to go back, but you've created a much larger culture that's completely divided from that. Yeah. With right. this you know, you go out, you're going to kill people in, you know, you, you stay away and, and we freak well, people but out. Structurally, I just don't know if schools are ever going to look like they did before. I don't think if, they can. I, I don't know. If I don't think can. anybody knows I, what this well, is going to happen. I think there's a lot of, a lot that can happen. I'm kind of prepared <laughs> for things to land either way at this point, because on the one hand, I see this stage being set, and I see how things can just kind of snowball and steamroll very, very, very quickly. Oh yeah, you see the the stage um, being set for the Antichrist and, and the times to come. Absolutely, backwards. For no, sure, no. However, I also can see where it'll kind of peter out and kind of roll on a little bit. Of it peters out and things kind of return to. A normal. type of normal, yeah. but the thing is, it can't ever be that kind of normal again because. Even if it looks like it did, there's going to be this undercurrent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- if it's not from this thing, the next thing that happens, oh, yeah. it's going to be instantaneous. Okay, boom, school shut down. We already have the infrastructure in place to do at-home learning. We already have. You guys know how to do the grocery shopping this way. You know how to do. So even if we go back to, it's not a big deal. You don't have to wear a mask. And I think that some people will now forever wear masks. Yeah. In public. It's kind of like how it became in China. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, that's I think, forever. I don't think we'll stop seeing that. You've, you can always Well, even look pictures. at our grandparents from the era of, like, World War II and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, your Depression-era grandparents and stuff that we had. I mean, there's certain things that just became become instilled in you that you right. just do because in well, your mind. people at large. Well, yeah, but that just in your mind, that is the safest, best right. way to do it. So it doesn't matter if I'm like, Grandma, that's really disgusting. You've used that butter tub for like right. raw meat and now you're putting cookies in right. it. Like that's disgusting. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a cheap plastic that was disposable. Throw it away, get a new one. Right. Like, no, because I have to keep, you know what I mean? Like we're going to have that same idea that it's like, it doesn't matter well, what comes I out feel of like it. like if you don't, None of anything that we have set up is set up for social distancing. Yeah. So even if like, so everything's going to have to change in that way, that everything will have to be changed. Because like, you just think of like going to Subway, right? To go order a sandwich. Like none of this works. Right. Checking lines at the store. Like none of this. And the, I mean, this, it's not going to all of a sudden just like go away. Well, and it's pretty much guaranteed that behind the scenes, all of these higher powered um, people behind these companies are going time to go into prepper mode. Yeah. Get a prep, prep right. for the next one. Nobody's yeah. going to be like, let's get caught off guard again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The concerning thing is the ones that go, do you see how much money we made in toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> Hand sanitizer that's do, poisoning everyone. They're stockpile and they're going to prep and then hold. I almost wanted to ask him, like, if we're getting ready to go into our second lockdown, like, what are we supposed to be hoarding? <laughs> what is it this time, you guys? Are we all good buy on toilet all paper? The video like, game can systems. I, can, yeah. Listen, I'm going to go buy a couple jars of yeast. Yeah, I 
<laughs> those dried beans that I know are still sitting in those people's pantries. Y'all heard uh, about the Nintendo Switch situation with the lockdown, right? I it was did. Like it's, still, it's still a thing. My, you really? still cannot yeah. find one for under 300 bucks. Well, you, if it's used now. But they, I mean, these things were 199 bucks before all of us. And happen. the couple of people yeah. that have them you are could, just selling on like eBay. Like, for... I remember I was like, I, you know, I'd never get one, but I'm like, that'd really be cool to have for the family, you know? And mm-hmm. I saw them all over the place. And then as soon as coronavirus, you know, something happened there. And then all of a sudden Nintendo switches, you can't find them anywhere. And they're like $500, $600 on eBay. So, you know what I'm curious about just culturally, um, is that in, sorry, hold on. There you go. Yeah. Okay. What I'm curious about culturally is Christmas. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Hold on. to hear no you have to hear it oh my gosh brandon messages me was this yesterday yes he messages me and he goes i think i figured out coronavirus i think i figured it out it's all the conservatives i'm telling you i'm like what are you talking about and he goes it's the conservatives and christmas and i'm like this makes no sense i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) honey explain explain your theory All right, so you know that the Speedway does the Christmas lights, right? Yes. Okay, so what's been made popular through coronavirus, right, with these birthday parties and these drive-by parties? Think about social distancing, safe Christmas. I mean, like, drive-by Christmas lights. You just watch this business. You watch this business that's going to come out of this. I'm telling you. And where do these things... Oh, my things gosh. Zootastic's going to go nuts Okay. The more okay. he was saying but it, I was like, you might be onto something. Think about this. Go to the any suburb around Christmas time, any, like, you know, mid to upper class suburb, and they are What's it gonna be decked about? out. And there's even little stands on the side of the road where they're selling stuff. They're knitted little Etsy crap that they have. <laughs> And they are making bank off of this, right? But what class is it? It's the mid or the upper class. Usually conservative, right? Because we have a war on Christmas. You Everything's know, out to get your Christmas, we have, everybody's right? Everybody's out to get Christmas. Right. So they just don't like, want little baby like, hey, Jesus okay. to have me, his birthday. Let me say that I'm completely not being serious. This was a funny right. conspiracy message <laughs> that I said right. to Heidi yesterday because yeah. I saw at the Speedway, we used to do the Christmas lights and we used to, you can make bank off of that. And he's you like, can. this is you perfect for social distancing Christmas. I thought about it now. Thanks, Brandon. You're welcome. That was my million dollar idea. Okay, the Christmas so, Village drive so give us for a Christmas. Five just percent so cut. Just I Ken and Karen's Christmas drive through Village. Ken and Karen's Christmas. Ken, they'll guard it with AKs. <laughs> or I mean with the... With ARs. Is that culturally, <laughs> we always have tense Christmas seasons in America, right? Yes. I'm one of those people that November 1st hits and I do not shop outside of my house until mid-January. Yes. I Because I do not want to go and deal I with just, Christmas like, and crazy. Now that there's Instacart, I probably won't even grocery shop. I'll just be like, <laughs> listen, I'm not leaving. Okay, because people go insane since they we were do. children. Stories of people being trampled. They yeah. built a whole movie yeah. around the concept. Jingle all the way, right? Yeah. One trampled. toy yeah. being the it toy, right? So it's always culturally we're psychos about Christmas. Just even if you don't. Other people are. Oh, yeah. We all get swept up into it. Yeah. So like even though we, like Travis and I, we do celebrate Christmas, but we're very anti if the kids are like, oh my gosh, I need this gift, like you're not getting that yeah. for sure. We don't even really do Christmas. No, we've got lists. like a, a heart issue I going on I buy the here. things I'm interested in 
and say happy. happy. Yeah. <laughs> and at that, we keep it very, very small. And even my parents in recent years have kind of figured out like, okay, we're going to back off. We're going to do a toy. So, well, they're getting there. They say yeah. that, but you know, it's a work like in progress. Three or four for right now. Yeah. But seriously, my mom has been like, you know, maybe we need to be focusing a little bit differently. So, but now what is this going to look like this year? Because they're saying in, you know, in quotation marks, whether you believe it or not, what's being pushed is second wave. It's going to pick back mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. right with flu season. It's going to be terrible. Nobody's going to be able to shop. Like guys, if you do gifts of any kind, Hanukkah gifts or any of that, you should start shopping on Amazon right now. There's going to be nothing. Right yeah. Now. It's going to be nuts. Because there's not even, be even if not one online. more person gets sick, Mm-hmm. The just that media kind of propaganda uh-huh. brainwashing you know, we're all getting is hurry, hurry. It's almost pushing us. Uh, uh, our doc, my doctors were talking about it today. They were like talking about it, like thinking they're like, I swear, I think this is going to end up in another civil war. Yeah. And I'm like, that's coming. I'm yeah. like, absolutely. My gosh, we talking about that. this. And I'm yep. like, the, okay. So like the mental, what you just said, there's like a mental aspect to that in this yeah. country. Of not being able to do something, not being able to have something and completely changing yeah. something that we're not talking about, you know, necessarily intelligently thinking. I'm not calling people stupid, but, you know, you, like for the people that are going to, this would completely, you know, like throw off the world to them. Right. Like. Th- what do you mean? I can't go do my Christmas shopping and what, my, or like, whatever, what, yeah, you like, know. What are you ta- like? Well, that's like, you know, people always say if you want to like cut the knees out from people today somehow make it so their internet doesn't work yeah or cut out you know all of these convenience things that are actually fairly new yeah for humanity but for us like are such a i can't live without my my mom when she was in college when when my sister was little she's my mom was getting her masters and um one of the analogies of technology of cell phones at the time was that for our generation it's a tool mm-hmm. and for my sister's generation my sister is 12 years younger than me for her generation it's just always been there the yeah equivalent of indoor plumbing yeah that's that's a crazy thought to think about and for I'm our like, kids it, they and then know. it made me think about indoor plumbing and go mm-hmm. i've really never thought about the fact that until talking with the family yeah. now that we have in Kenya and the fact that yeah. it, when I asked him something and he was talking about them hauling in water because there's 15 children, they don't have water. And I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. we got to fix that. Like, how do you not have water? You have 15 yeah. kids. Like, I can't even imagine. They walk like a mile to go get water a couple times a day. Yeah. And that's well, just, that's just I know to him, it was like no big deal. I think the sum of everything, though, is the fact that uh, part of our anxiety is just coming from the comforts that, like, as from American standpoint, yes, mm. is the comforts oh, yeah. that we don't want to lose exactly. And so there is this fear, like you said, like sporting, like the yeah. the common thing. I mean, parents are losing their minds that their kids can't even go play on a sports team right now, like, or the fact the parents that are so upset that they're going to have to keep their kids yep. home for another school year. Like, yeah. I can't do me when I'm having to deal with you all day long. Yeah, and this is like. What you're saying, Brandon, is that there's, I think it's a civil war in the sense of there's definitely lines being drawn. Yeah. But I don't think, that if anything, this nation is going to collapse in on itself as yeah. other nations look on and go, 
well, I guess we didn't have to fight them. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they're just. They're doing they're it killing. themselves. Yeah, they really yeah, are. And absolutely. It's, but again, it's it's leading to that one world government. Sure. Because mm-hmm. that's what, as Christians, we have to focus on. What What is the big picture? Because when we get caught up in all these little things, uh, yeah, you know, it can seem crazy. Because we like, can sit here and argue masks and right. curfews and vaccines and all these things all day long. And you're like, there's a bigger picture to but, all of it. But at the same time, do we not realize the opportunity we have mm-hmm. and the fact that like, I'm not concerned. I can sit here and go, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to my daughters? What's going to happen in this case? But they talk have- on that because I feel like so many people, because they've asked like Brandon and I, and they're like, well, are you guys concerned? You worried? And we're like, no, it doesn't phase me in the slightest. And people go, man, I wish I could have the faith you have. And we go, you can. That's, this you is have that's, point. that's the point. We're nothing special right. <laughs> but, to not be concerned. I mean, you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> but again, what, I mean, and this goes back to the definition of faith, um, that is the assurance of things hoped for, the things not seen. Yep. And all of this comes back to, if you really want to put a biblical worldview on this, this comes back to, has God said? And is our focus so much on this current world that we do not understand the amount of just joy and peace, the, the glory of being in God's presence? The fact that he has said, if you are believing in Christ, if he, if you are in Christ, you have peace with oh, God. Yeah. It's great. Like this world does not understand what is coming. Oh, cause seven, it's far like, worse than the seven everything years of tribulation think. and all that. Like do, a third of the world, yeah, they a don't. fourth of the world, all they the green grass burned up. Like, the, the you know, severity. you can't even find water that's not going to poison you in certain areas. It like, makes everything that we're well, going through look like Disneyland. I right. also you know? think, though, that sometimes people need to evaluate what is it that you're actually feeling. Because yes. we like to use terms with our own definitions and not yeah. actually... Anxiety, so, depression, fear. For you example, know? I could say... I have anxiety about where this is going. I don't I don't know what next year's gonna look like. Sure. That gives me that gives me anxiety and stuff. But when you really break it down, what it actually gives me is discomfort. Yeah. I don't like change. Yeah. I don't like having to figure out how to operate in a different like, setting. I had my system, I like it, I just wanna stay what it yeah. is. Well, I'm I, a creature of comfort. I, I don't like being, you know, feeling like I'm losing control of things. I hate that. I hate it even more when it's another human taking the control. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I have a hard Wait enough time. I have a hard enough time letting God be in control, right? Or acknowledging think, that he is and being okay with it. I think it's it. the geography and the age yeah. from okay, where you're sure. from and how old you are. For sure. <laughs> um, but I would say that that's discomfort. That's yeah. not anxiety. Not true anxiety. anxiety because on the flip side, like I know where this is going. I don't know if it's going to take 5, 10, 15, or 50 years before – rapture right right one world sure. government we know for sure that this is laying the groundwork because sure. it could happen within 24 hours yes it could happen within two years 20 years, years 200 years. i don't again, know especially worldwide okay let me say worldwide in the super developed countries you can see this i think everyone is having this push pull of sanity versus insanity yeah um and i think that there may just be enough people that are like you guys are nuts yeah right for now 
for now. I, I, it won't yeah. stay that mm-hmm. way. Um, that I think it is possible for things to kind of chill for like a hot minute, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Well, and like. I think that adds to that false sense of security. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. You, um, I don't know that it will, though. I think it's possible. Sure. You brought um, up a good point, though, with saying, um, you know, the anxiety about where this is going. Travis, our son, he's been really depressed over the past couple of weeks, but I finally had a talk with him. And I, you know, I was finally just like, dude, what's going on? You know, I finally got him to break. Finally got him to talk. Like, what is it that's upsetting and, you and causing you to You're going back up. and forth, you know, and he's just like, well, I'm just I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is, is you're in love with the world. Right. You're, you're telling me that you're completely in love with the world. And he, well, you know, he started getting, I said, well, hold on. That doesn't mean you don't, you, you can't have legitimate concern about what's going on around. And this ended up being like, I'm not going to get to go places. I'm not going to get to do things. I want to get not, married and have a family and grow have up. This. And... I want to do this. I want to do this. And I'm like, so your, your, your idol is that as opposed to what's right in front of you yeah. and what you can do and what you can prepare to do. And so he had a good talk. And then he said, but that doesn't mean that you can't be upset right now. I understand that you're scared. I think we all are. There's a certain sense of, wow. There's a lot changing in our world. And we, uh, as believers, there's a, there still is a certain sense of going, okay, we're going to get it really well, And the other thing is, is that I think we're all very aware that just because I know for this church, for the purposes of this podcast, the stance is pre-trip rapture. Right. Um, and when we have that, we do have a security and a hope and a peace in that, look, we know what we're not going to experience, so that's sure. okay. So so however, no matter how bad it gets, I know it won't get that bad and we can exactly, make do. Exactly. But I think for me, with everything that's going on at the rate that it's going on, and it legitimately has been every month is something it's new. It's insane. I love the memes like, oh, the murder hornets didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> or the people trying to push yeah, the, the door open squirrels. with the broom to the next Robotic month squirrels. as they're like yeah. peeking around. So, anyway. Um, ay, ay, ay. Back to what I was saying. What was I saying? Because <laughs> I'm picturing the meme that you were talking about. <laughs> So with well, everything happening, oh, so we know it's coming with everything so fast. As, as quickly, something I had this moment of realization about myself that I very arrogantly did not understand in the way that I do now, like just how much I can experience that's very, very bad and negative before I have to be raptured out of here. Sure. Because I think we all yeah. kind of assumed the world was awful and it really couldn't get that much worse. And yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> we were so I, wrong. I honestly feel like I've thought that every year for like the past where we just go, man, Jesus is coming. Like okay, it so can't get any worse. That, and so I said, I don't know what's going to happen. arrogantly walk around with this well we're gonna get raptured it can't possibly get much worse well, no. i never in a million years did i possibly <laughs> think that i would be in a situation where the entire world would be locked inside their homes yeah. oh you couldn't I buy mean, toilet paper but at the same time well, I mean, believing I in a pre-trip rapture it's 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 yeah. you live in a constant state of expectancy so that's yeah. just like the the argument that we were talking i believe that even the apostles lived in that they didn't fully understand i don't think the the yeah. the, the depth of the gospel how far and how long it was going to go so well, and the reality though is if you look at the times and some of the things that were going on around then it sure they it, yeah sure they probably and was, paul had to correct understanding it's almost like the birth pain sure it's just like 
second Thessalonians right with that's Paul has the correct understanding. Like and he's like, no, 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 no. 12 weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But really, everything, though. it's an imminent coming. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's imminent. So it, it doesn't matter to us how quick that is. So no, we can't, we can't walk around with that. Well, we don't have, we're just going to escape. Yeah. It's like, no. And Pay your power bill. Make sure of what you... people think well, about free tribulationism. I think. I don't think for me it was the idea. Of, well, I guess it was like the idea that you can escape. I think it was more like. Well, that's just the accusation. Picture, not you. you picture your version of you know we have events painted pretty clearly in the Book of Revelation, sure. but everybody has their own mental image of what does that actually look like. Mm-hmm. like in in real practice and so mine was go, me being gone before the world went completely crazy right, <laughs> right. like we leave and then the world well, goes crazy so, like travis and i have been talking a lot about i'm like listen i think we legitimately could get to a point where they take our kids before we're at the level of rapture yeah i oh, really yeah. thought yeah i really yeah, because thought you're... we wouldn't have to really worry about that and and not that to be clear, there are many countries that have been dealing with the threat of. Oh, we live in Germany. this polished little high castle. Yeah, well, absolutely. So many reasons fear. now that uh-huh. this is brought up that you could make that true. Yeah. And I, I think these mandates are that's a, a preview of how that could happen because if you decide not to conform to this mandate, I know everybody's, and, and believe me, guys, I'm not listeners i'm not saying being the the conspiracy theorist about bill gates over here getting us ready for it maybe that's true i don't know but that's not what i'm talking about but yes even if you decide that no i do not want this vaccine you know that this is going to become an issue this right. is good somehow well yeah. and look how quickly people are to call the cops if you're not wearing a mask at the grocery store or whatever how quickly are they going to be to call the cops when your kids are at home all day you know what i mean like little stuff like that, that goes around like because you're going to be marked right mm-hmm. somehow right. And look, so think about this too. So a couple of points to raise. Um, The rapture was not simply providing safety for us. Right. But the reverse of that is also the restraining power of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Being the the voice of reason in this world is going to be taken away. Uh, And I was even reminded just thinking upon that thought you know we don't know how bad the world was when god flooded it the first time no you know the, lily I mean? and it i says, did that in the, her the packet thoughts, today yeah we the had thoughts that of the heart too. were only evil continually yep. and if you think about it the whole idea was there was no more restraining power the holy spirit essentially just said nope and what did he, god even said my my spirit will no longer strive no longer with strive, men right yep. It, right when so, you only have noah who's the the only righteous man the oh, i mean and right. you look at this you look at that. T- yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're so right. I, we're well, seeing a preview of that. And, and if you notice, and that's why I think it, it's for us here, even though we're still in a nation that has many freedoms, sure. which are quickly leaving, but over other nations, sure. right? Uh, we still have a form of blessing in that sense, a piece to, you know, we can gather somewhat <laughs> yeah. <laughs> without, yeah. without having to worry about somebody kicking in our doors. But I don't know us. that that has a solid like a foundation to that i think you're right yes we still have those freedoms those freedoms if i don't want to say not in, enforced by the whole of the spirit anymore but i think these freedoms are just built off of what's left out, off of the bones of of what this country is and these bones are crumbling oh yeah well it, it think so consider this and i don't not to add to anxiety right but schools are not opening mm-hmm. which includes seminaries mm-hmm. yeah. so 
seminaries can't gather. You can't train up men in those types of places. We're going to have to go back to a church, sem- like one-on-one training up, which is really what the initial biblical model was. was. You had be. elders who trained up But look up at our churches now ones. who are largely right. apostate. I mean, exactly. really, they're going to step in and fill those gaps well, now? You, really? You see, but, now we, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say. <laughs> well, but Stephen the whole, Furtick's running everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but think about this, though, too. So I know of plenty of churches that, Right now, these mandates, they're going, yeah, we did that in the beginning, not so much anymore. Yeah. You don't tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. This is our Finally, land. This is yeah. our church. We're going to gather. We're going to worship God. And we're going to continue to gather and do this regardless of what you say. Now, I think even some of those in, in California trying to, you know, not fight the government so much still put up big tents like... Uh, uh, John MacArthur's church. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you can't gather inside anymore. They were okay. So they built a giant tent outside <laughs> and they said, we're going to gather out here and do it instead. But that's, but the mindset is, so when all of this gets worse and worse, just like, where is that focus going to go? Oh, this, in, instead of the fact that like, there's a, uh, a bar uh, open near our house that we, I drove by last night. It was Chock 10, 11 o'clock. Oh yeah. People everywhere outside. They're still gathering that. They don't care. Police aren't stopping it, clearly. But where's the focus going to go? Oh, all you churches. Yeah. Oh, you guys sure. are still getting... You're the ones spreading well, sure, this virus. they're the ones... You're the they're problem. The, yeah, they're the enemy. Yeah. Well, have you noticed that whenever something goes... Like, so-and-so tested positive for COVID after church. It's always after a church. Yeah. It's always after yeah. church. Yeah. yeah, always. Not the bar he was yeah, hanging no, out on and, Saturday and or whatever. What, but. That was my main concern when this first thing started. As I was like, I knew that this was going to end up... The church is going to end up being an enemy out of it. It's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy noticing now, too, that we could actually see the point where we get to have to seriously start sneaking around and, and meeting in people's homes. And, and if you want to have any kind of group gathering, because yep. any kind of, you're going to have to meet like, you know, like Corey Ten Boom's going to have to like sneak you into the house yeah. to like, like to just have church. Like it's, it's crazy to actually see these things, I mean, happen. Even if they'll say, the government will say, okay, all online church. But then we'll get tired of saying just doing online church. We want to meet. We want to meet with our local bodies. We want to be there yep. and people just Well, humans weren't that. created to just be these like off by yourself creatures. Like we're social creatures. That's what we are. That's how but God even, created us to be. Sorry. But even think about this though. Who controls the online environment? Yeah, exactly. Right. Of course you want everything so online. So the moment you start speaking... Well, hey, even like... Oh, us, yeah. Okay, so even... We're a bunch of just little nobodies, right? right? And I know a few people have suggested like, oh, you guys, to raise money for the ministry, why don't you do like the Amazon store where people can just like... You have a set store. Like I have an affiliate thing, but you know, the thing where people just... You can beyond there and a percentage gets donated to the thing. Well, we don't qualify because you can't go against their community standards, which of course, you know, is a very anti-biblical agenda. So then the same thing, like on YouTube, we went ahead and we did the monetization. What has it been like a year maybe now or whatever anyways. But if you pull up our report, our podcast are unlimited they're they're scaled down every single one because they go through you know they scan it and so it's like already you see things where there's nothing that we talk about in our podcast that is 
hateful that is, you know, just, I mean, you look at some of the podcasts that are out there that are just gross and disgusting and there's not any of that, but we're already seeing getting flagged, being limited, you know, different stuff. It's just a matter of time before doing a podcast like this isn't going to be able to exist. Right. Having the video and doing the different things, like we're not going to be able to do that stuff. Facebook allowing us to stream our church services off of their platform. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like I all of that stuff. It's just a matter of time before you're yeah. not going to be able to do that. Yeah, the, the big names that. have already been flagged and yep. removed or blocked. Prager University, you oh, know, yeah. they're fighting right now. Um, just anybody, even with a conservative voice. But again, it's going to come back to, I think, to bring it all in, it goes back to the fact that, like, Brandon having a conversation with his son, Travis, are we, do we still love the world and some of these freedoms so much that that is what we're clinging to? And so when it slowly gets taken away, we suddenly, you know, we can't handle it because, I mean, think about Job. Yeah. He, if you remember, he didn't know why he went through all that suffering. Mm-hmm. He didn't know why his kids were killed, his flocks were taken, his servants we were killed. We just started Job this, this morning, literally. Morning. <laughs> right. All of these things. And in even, yeah. even in the end, when God confronts him and basically says, you know, who is this who darkens counsel? And then says, for two <laughs> chapters, explains creation. Who is yeah. this that darkens right. my counsel? Right. No. And yet, you know, Job does get a greater revelation of God in the, the end. Bible. He he recognizes and in humility, he, you know, he repents and like, yeah. God, you are God and I am not kind of deal. Um, I'm sorry. But, I'm going to sit down now. Yeah. In that whole <laughs> thing, bad, though, buddy. he didn't know no. the, the plan and purpose that God was showing to Satan. Like we've got that hindsight. Fact, so yeah. we can read Job's story and be like, oh, Job, yeah, don't worry about it, yeah. buddy. It was, it was a conversation between God and Satan and basically God showing Satan that no, like those who are mine will not change. They will not turn. They won't be faced by that. Regardless. But is that what people could say about you right now in this situation? Yeah. Can you say, you know, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Regardless of what it is being taken away. I have turned off of the world until coronavirus came because <laughs> all those everybody's memes. freaking out. When your out, life like, doesn't change. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it, it really didn't affect, like, in this mental way mm-hmm. that I see it affecting so many other people. But, I mean, too, that's not just tuning out from the world, too, but that's just being at peace with the Lord right. and, and being completely comfortable with whatever happens. If it's death, bring it on. If it's not, then if the Lord has me here every day that I'm waking up that I can breathe, the Lord has me here for some purpose, so that's cool. Like, think about some of the heroes in the Bible that we think of, um, which, of course, Christ is the hero of, of right. all. But, right. um, you know, think about the fact that Daniel, as a young man, him and his, and his three friends, oh, yeah. uh, which Shadrach, Meshach, Oh, talk Abednego about seeing the world change right before your eyes. Right. That's what we were talking about. They they still remembered Babel or Israel before they they left right. to Babel. But they but they were taken right. as basically prisoners. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, if you understand history, uh, Babylon came against Jerusalem three times. So right. it was most likely that they were taken in the first of three times before Jerusalem was completely demolished. Yeah. Um, but he, they were taken, and then. You know, had to live be had to live too. under this oppressive nation and leadership where, you know, hey, you gotta eat the king's food and you gotta right. learn our ways and you gotta do this stuff. And it's like and yet God in that used them mm-hmm. for a mighty purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like not only to stand up against that to show 
the authority of God who is sure. sovereign and God used that situation. Uh, but at the same time to demonstrate just a solid faith that regardless, even like the three before they got thrown in the fire, they're like, even if, even if he we are to burn right. up, like we're not going to worship your God. Yeah. yeah. Like he can save us. We know God is capable of that. But even if he doesn't if and he I doesn't, die right now, yeah. like that's cool. I don't change so, my answer. Are we at the point where, and, it, and it's because they stood on the promises of God. Yeah. When you really break it down, that's what faith is. And that's where Adam and Eve did the opposite. Remember, that's what Satan said. Has God truly said? Has God said, you will really die when you eat of this fruit? Right. If you think about it, it's what it always comes down to is, are you studying scripture? Are you paying attention to the promises that God gave? Like, do you recognize even what it means to have eternal life mm -hmm. in Christ? What that literally him? means. Right. right. And the fact that it says you, you know God. Right. We will, like Jesus's prayer, we will see him in his glory. Right. So what about this world is so important and so scary that you cannot look to those things, uh, you know, look I'm to the future, look to the I'm going to make a bold statement, but it's you do not understand God yeah. completely. It, I mean, you may have it, a, a, a very basic understanding in certain levels, but you do not understand God if you are afraid of death or have a, a anxiety to to a worldly sense. Well, and this goes to... And we're not talking about just regular anxiety, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, though, I think there's a couple categories Correct. of it. Yep. I think there's the category of... And, and really, it falls under... It's an umbrella of you don't understand God, but I think there are different motivating factors so I think one of the factors is unworthiness and not understanding salvation, not mm. understanding that Christ, sure. his, his sacrifice mm. was sufficient and it, and it doesn't require anything from you Correct. other than obedience and, and, and acceptance. But like, there's no work that you're going to do that's going to somehow... And I think some of but the that anxiety, part of grace comes from an incorrect understanding too. Yeah, that's, I mean, well, I which just, yeah, that's that's the more innocent side, but that's an incorrect understanding of God's grace, right? But I, I and feel mercy and, I feel like though so a lot of the people that I'm seeing from a Christian worldview, I that do totally anxiety and agree. I feel for me, not like my anxiety, but like I feel that the the anxiety I'm seeing in them comes from. Well, why would God actually save me? Because if you really believe that you're saved, if you really believe you're saved, you're not afraid. Right. So if exactly. you are afraid, to me, it's pretty black and white that you're questioning your salvation. Whether or not you have the guts to come out and say, I'm not sure. Sure. Some people sure. might hear this and get very defensive. I'm not questioning myself. Then why are you afraid? Yeah. There's something right. there. And then again, too, if you understand just, if you understand propitiation, that's what Paul Osher always goes back to propitiation. If you understand that, you understand how that works. And you're right. not, and you're like, oh, you mean that <clears throat> I was all, you, you think that you're already, all that's done. You're, you're, you think that you're not worthy. All that's already taken and care for, of because Jesus already people, died. So. Those people that have that acknowledgement of, well, yeah, am I really saved? The people that are listening to that and they're thinking about that. My question is this, are you so arrogant that you think somehow your sin is so much worse than anybody else's sin on the planet that you're the one person 
that would be so unworthy. Well, yeah. you know, you have the Holy Spirit when you start acting like it. And yeah. we have we have the scriptures to tell us evidence of the Spirit. We have fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, right? Yeah. 5? I think so. Is it 5? It's in Galatians. <laughs> yeah, 4 or 5. 4 or 5. That's why I was, Just go read all I, of yeah, Galatians. Just read all of Galatians. <laughs> it, I'm listen, looking it up right we now. We did the Bible reading plan. It takes like 5 or 6 minutes to read the whole book of Galatians. Yeah, so you've got time. So just start in chapter 1 and eventually you'll get you to will it. This is how we'll know if you're paying attention. <laughs> but this is... But all of this goes back to... And I agree. So could you be facing some of these concerns uh, anxiety yes, it is because fun. of ignorance of scripture but yet still be in christ sure sure i can understand that but the danger comes is if you are continuing to live in fear yes we didn't that's where you really need to go to like second corinthians 13 test yourselves to see if you're in the faith yeah. examine yourselves or do you not recognize this about yourselves that jesus christ is in you yeah. Unless indeed you fail the test or the examination, right? The, the whole point being Christ gives us a peace, literally a peace that surpasses understanding. We should be at peace watching this world collapse yeah. in the sense of we're not afraid of what happens oh, to us. Completely. That's right. what I mean. And I agree. Yeah. But at the same time, a concern for fellow neighbor that, hey, we see this coming. We see this judgment coming. Yep. Do you know the Lord? Yeah. That's where we should be. At. We have a responsibility at this time. Right. Right. Because we're supposed to have the answers. And right. it's sad. Go it's ahead. a bummer, right? Like you love it. Or you not love it, but you love it in a way that it's, it's comfortable. It's home. Like it's what you've right. known, like that you're here. And like, I have a really comfortable pair of slippers. If my dog chewed them up, I'd be like, dang it. Those were my favorite slippers. Right? right. Like my world isn't going to end and crumble because I don't have them, but I'm going to be like, dang it. I really like those. You know what I mean? I got to go get a new pair, break them in, whatever. Like, so there's, I think there's one thing too, to separate. Like you said, we just throw these emotions and labels onto it. Like, yes, it's sad to see see beautiful architecture being destroyed it right. sucks you know and it's super old it's got a cool story like that's a bummer well, that sucks so you see different I like things point, but i like to point people's attention to the condition that the new testament was written under yeah <laughs> right. i yeah. mean when we look at the original christian you look at the apostles i yeah. mean they they knew that death is anywhere you know i mean paul writes consistently that he swore he was going to die many times he's like but ah, then you it. see that he this was living it. under a time when you know christians were literally covered in tar and hung up on the streets to burn alive like that's a serious right. serious thing well and what is his boast obviously his boast was in christ but when he when his authority was challenged basically he points out that He's been through more suffering. Yeah, he knows that all of these other super apostles, (laughs) essentially, that were coming into Corinth, and he points out, you know, sleepless nights, beatings, stoned, uh, shipwrecked. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's been through all this, and yet continues in Christ. Right, and then in Philippians, deliver the gospel. Absolutely. Do you think Paul was surprised every time, or do you think he hit a point in his life where he was (laughs) like? He, he hit a point in his life where, he, you know, just like the, the, the fire is burning around yeah. and, the, and he's smiling. He's fine. The meme. Have you seen that? The, like, the I almost want to think, think that when what, he was beheaded and like his eyes opened in heaven that he was like, oh, wow, that time it really worked. Okay. You know what I mean? Like at <laughs> that point, it was like, oh, well. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
So do you think the second time he was like, okay, well. Yeah. Guys, I think that's going to be fun. And that didn't mean it was an easy situation. Like sure. They watched, well, no, they had already thrown everything over. And remember, no, he had to argue with them. But they had enough to eat. But imagine the first time, right? The first time you're like, what is happening? But shipwreck, this is crazy. But after so many times of your life being in danger, I just wonder if you hit a point where you're like, it'll be okay. Can you make it work this time? Like, just, why am I here? That's why I think, that's why like right, you know, right soon after his conversion, when yeah. just the events in his life just keep happening, just like lowered in a basket. You know I mean? All yeah. these different things happen. I think, yeah, I think he got used to it pretty quick. It is probably like, okay, this is going to be, but that's the ride that you, and I think that's the point. That's the ride that you're accepting when you accept this, when you, when you live for Christ. I mean, this is, this is the, 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 uh, this is how it works. That's the best way that I can say it's a ride and you never know where it's, it's going to go. It's counting the cost. That's the point. And the fact that we are to deny self. Like right. when Christ says, deny yourself, pick up your cross. He's not talking about, okay, pick up your hardship like a vehicle that doesn't work. Right? No, no, no. The cross was your life is forfeit. You are literally on your death march to a point in which you will die. Right. Yeah. Like, we are now essentially in that state. Right. You know, it's can guide direct. I mean, can God direct our paths and can we have desires of the heart that can honor and glorify God by doing certain businesses and stuff? Sure. But the ultimate point is you are not your own anymore. You were bought with a price yep. and coming to Christ, recognizing that means no longer loving this world. Even if all your, essentially your hopes and dreams are crushed by your surrounding circumstances, yep. you will still glory in Christ because your focus should not be on the here and now, right? That's, I mean, how many times throughout scripture? And that's why I, I love this passage. Um, I, I know I linked it in our church, but Second uh, Corinthians 4, oh, verses yeah. 16 through 18, therefore we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, right? This yeah. flesh, this tent, he calls it a tent, is decaying. Yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction, light affliction. right, is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal the things which are not seen are eternal, right? The whole point, momentary light in comparison to eternity. And all of these things should be growing us in character, in nature to be more and more like Christ. Right. And That's why we're still here. Yeah. And, and we, and this is why the, I did, I don't know if you heard, but the podcast that we did over the disadvantage that we have in this country. Yeah, is I agree. Because that we we do because we don't have that level of persecution that like like look at i mean i hate to always compare the church in china or iraq or, or iran or something but seriously i mean they are willing to die they know they're willing to be beaten they are willing to be dragged out of their homes for christ you know to simply follow christ to simply meet um that that there's not really a whole lot that phases you if you're ready to be you know, imprisoned at any time, or if you're ready to be, you know, through any situation that could possibly come your way, 
I mean, it's almost like if you, if you just prepare for the bad and just thank Christ for whatever good comes your way, I mean, that's, that's usually the way that it works in this, in this because we know that the world, the world is, I mean, we have an enemy. We have a large enemy that d- it just gets increasingly worse. So I think that's where we are at a huge disadvantage, where we see just, you know, we, we, that, that affects our faith. I think if we, if we were, were taught in this way of persecution, we would, or, or knew more persecution, that would, that would make our faith stronger, knowing that to, we, we look to Christ and we cling to Christ to get us through these situations. You know, here in this cushy country, we have a, a virus that's you know whatever and we're like oh my gosh that's it you know that that's it tribulation's here we're all gonna die it's horrible we have no future come on guys even if you do get you know this is not the end of the world here this is this could be nothing compared to what the the storm that is truly coming and so that's just where i i think we're at a disadvantage but it has occurred to me that part of the reason why God's allowed it to get this to this point and why I think he may allow it to get even worse before we um, get raptured out of here is to help break Christians from some of the chains and bondage that oh, they sure. have to the world. A refining process. Because, oh, yeah. It is a refining process because, look, we all struggle. We all go through seasons. We all have those those moments and those things where we're we're like oh shoot i should probably just not even watch that or read Mm -hmm. that or go to that store or even eat that food because sometimes it's you know just very fleshly things and then you know or for moms i know part of it is i don't want to miss seeing my babies grow up Mm -hmm. Right, because yes. we have this idea that that's the first thing that you hear. I want it, pregnant moms. I I, I want to have this baby, and then you have the baby. Well, I want to see this baby yeah. when they're five. Want to see this baby? We always want more time. Yeah. My my baby is now twelve, and I'm like, but I want to see her get married. Yeah. But well, you know what? When she does, I'll want to see my grandbabies. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and then never... when the grandbabies, and we don't see born. that. But then, so I, it's occurred to me. Because the further we go down this road, and as a mom, that's the one I struggle with on a regular sure. basis. I'm constantly having to have a conversation with myself about, like, that's not what we're here for. Yeah. That's not what my kids are here for. It might be different, but the unknown isn't bad yeah. kind of a thing. Um, so all the time I'm having this conversation with myself. But I'm like, you know, it's almost bad enough where you're like, it's all right, God, get us out. Get yeah. us out, get us out, get us <laughs> out. I take it back. I'm not concerned. Nope. So it's, okay. it's occurred to me that maybe part of part of this is calling those who are his, really freeing them from the bondage of the world and making them go, really, we do not want to be here anymore. Well, that's why I loved all those things that were like, oh, were you into sports? Were you into concerts? Were you wrapped up with all these things? Well, guess what? God shut Sorry. them down. You're not doing them anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I now think it's they're... a good thing. Well, and part of this too is... Fear of man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because honestly, I mean, especially here, looking at some of these, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people rioting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, the Marine in me wants to come out many times. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's the flesh. Um, so there's just the fact that, like, it is absolute chaos. But stuff like that still even happened with Paul in some of the cities he went into. Yeah. Where was it when he, um, 
they're they're chanting about Diana. Remember they rioted. Uh, um, yeah. Oh my Still, goodness! It's gonna yeah. come to me. Hold on, I was. Just... But I mean, it's almost parallel to that. Yeah. But it the really thing is, is, if you fear man, and you are not trusting in God, because let's let's put it this way: Is your life, your days of your life, numbered? Absolutely, all of ours are. So then, if they are. You will not die until it is that time. Exactly. And, and that time trust, has already been right. set. Like whatever that right. time is. And again, that doesn't mean we go test God by jumping off a cliff and you no, know because right. then apparently that was your day and you're yeah. just gonna be mocked. But the point is, if we don't recognize that God's in control and that our days are numbered, and that even when that when we die in this flesh, if we are not to be taken out of here. Through the rapture, if we die in this flesh, we will be in the presence of the Lord immediately. And it'll be more glorious than anything you can imagine. So if you were to fear man over understanding that, you would not have you will not have the ability to go and proclaim the gospel like Paul did in many of these places, knowing full well when he goes into the Areopagus to basically tell him, uh, I saw this statue out there of this unknown God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are all ignorant. <laughs> Let me tell you about this this true God. Right, they could have they could have literally just beaten him to death right then and there. Like, sure. you're crazy. Yeah. How many times? And he went into synagogues, knowing his own people would be offended by what he had to say. It's like we cannot be silent. And what does he even tell Timothy? We, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, right? But of love and courage. The whole point is we need to like this is our time. This is the whole point. This should be our time to shine. Exactly. And, all, and that's why Brandon was getting so frustrated when all the churches were like, okay, shut down, everybody go home. And he's like, you guys, <laughs> this is the time that we stand up without any fear right. and say, I've got the Lord. I am here. Let me show you how I have such peace mm-hmm. because you can have it too. And that was the point there at the beginning where we've all said, yeah, I'm not concerned. Sure. Are there uncertainties and things that make it like, I'm not kidding. When it first happened and I had to go to the grocery store, like it was eerie. It was just that creepy, mm-hmm. eerie but like nobody in the store everybody's freaking out like you're scared to touch it like it's like i get it i get that there are uncertainties we're losing a lot of our comforts we're really being tested but let's hold that mirror up in front of ourselves and say why am i scared why am i afraid it it has nothing to do with you just if you don't have enough faith that's on you nobody's stopping you from putting your trust wholeheartedly in the lord and saying hey you've already numbered my days So what can I do today to truly bring glory to your name? Be it just the example that you're setting in front of your spouse and your children being completely calm and at peace and and not, you know, freaking out. Do you guys think that there are tangible steps that can be taken to help a person ease anxiety? Because this whole thing we're talking about, like, We've probably just given you more anxiety. Listen, <laughs> right. They're like, this well, is the worst. An hour in well, and I'm it, over here having to pop a Xanax. And, and I think, too, it, it can be really easy because I know so many people who are going to go, okay, but how? Yeah. And I feel like there's this knee-jerk instinct to want to just say, you just do it. Well, okay, yeah. but it's if you've never been taught what to do, maybe we've got new believers. Maybe sure. we've got... Whatever the case may be, 
are there tangible steps or is okay. it just and I think that is a good point because I know we have people it. within our church too who have really been growing as believers in Christ but they still have they're still very hyper emotional and anxious and all of these I, things but and this it's like, is I where Jesus, you go so back I, to what I told Travis you do you start yeah. off with okay I understand all this right you're in love with right. the world yeah this is the problem is that you're in love with the world I just identify the problem first Right, like if you're Identify making, the problem. That's all you got to do first. Right. Well, because you have to acknowledge the why. Why am I anxious? Why? Is yeah. it really because am I am I actually anxious or am I? What did I say I was? It, it's a discomfort. discomfort. Yeah. It's discomfort. Is it really anxiety or are you telling yourself it's anxiety, which is then amping you up? So yeah. learn the facts so, of eternal life right. and what that really means. So, so you know what what is it for you? Which motivator? You have to identify that and be honest. Even if you're not honest out loud to everyone else, yeah, you need to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Or you're never going to be able to get rid of the anxiety. And then step two, I'd be like, would be for me, have a conversation with God about that. Yeah, and repent from that yes. because honestly, absolutely repent from if that. If that viewpoint is giving you, is preventing you from connecting with the Lord the way that you should then that is a hindrance you're giving to yourself. Well, and you're allowing that to take you captive. You know what I mean? Like you're allowing that to control you and take over you. And like, I'm I'm just living in this fear and anxiety. The problem is, is let's answer this question. Like this person were dying. You know, like they, they had a limited time. Well, so, so it's funny. My, my sister, she's, she's a new mom right now. And, um, she's, we, but we have medical parents. And so we've had both a blessing and the curse of having parents we can text at all hours and say, hey, this is what's going on with me or my kid or whatever. What is it? And typically they answer back, but it's a whole different level when you then have kids. So anyway, she's very, um, her baby's like six weeks old and it's scary, right? Yeah. Especially she has oh, baby first? during COVID. Yeah, first yeah. kid, yeah, you're sure. COVID, um, nobody can be there. Sure, she's, I can. I mean, we were. a new wife. Like there's a lot going We were freaked out over every right? new thing. Right, so. So I get a lot of questions, right? Oh my gosh, what is this? Is this normal? What do I do? All perfectly normal, perfectly rational first time mom questions. But one of the ways I have learned for my sister, who is, she'll be the first to tell you she's prone to anxiety. Um, So she uses me as kind of a sounding board. Like, am I being legitimate right now or do I need to just go cool off? So she's, you know, and that's fine. Do that. Have someone you can do that. One of my things that I use with her now though is a lot of it's about going to the doctor and I'm like okay well if if they want to perform this painful procedure in order to fix this problem and you're unwilling to do it then you probably don't think the situation is that serious to begin with yeah right so if you feel like she she wanted if you think your baby needs to go see the specialist but the specialist needs to run this kind of invasive test yeah and you're going, I would never let that happen to my then four-week-old you, baby. Yeah, you're not really that well, concerned. Well, if you then. would never let that happen, then the issue you think that the baby needs to go to the specialist for is probably not, instinctively, you know it's probably not. Because if it if your baby legitimately had that, you would be like, no, we need to fix it. Yeah, this. it's worth it. This has to happen. I, I say all of that to say I think that's part of it. it, it treat it like this person is dying. Yeah. That's what Brandon said. Mm. If you are unwilling to completely surrender yourself, then you don't truly believe in Christ in the Bible because the Bible says 
you are dead right now. Yeah. Right. You and this is what dead. I think we've Correct. told some people and they don't get it. They're like, well, no, no, no. I love Jesus. That's not, it's like, no, 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 no. You're, yeah. you're, you're missing the point here. <laughs> right. If you are not willing, sure. Is it a process? Might it take you a little while, but Absolutely. every day are you improving toward that? Right. right. Like I share that example. If I want to be a millionaire in five years, I'm going to set up a very strict schedule for myself about how much money I have to put in at what interest and blah, 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 blah. So that I hit my goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I'm serious about being a millionaire in five years, I'm going to do it. I am not going to miss one paycheck of of setting this money aside. So if you are serious about eternity in paradise with the Lord Jesus Christ, then what are you doing every day to work in that relationship? Not that you have to earn it, but to grow in your walk with Christ. If you are that serious about it, that walking step in step with the Lord is your goal. Every day you're going to do things to work toward that. So if you're refusing to give these anxieties and fears and worries, then you don't trust him. You don't believe in him. You think he's full of crud. You know what I mean? Like that's what you're doing too. I mean, knowing what, knowing what, that's why we push Randy Alcorn with the heaven study so much. If you don't know what you're working toward, we right. know Why would that you? this is something that every, you know, Paul was like, yeah, um, I'd rather be dead. That'd be like, <laughs> I saw just better. a glimpse and I'm <laughs> and, cool and with be all like, the beating. I'm yeah. way cool with being dead. I mean, being here is cool too, but I'd rather be dead. But honestly, the way we were raised, not understanding heaven and the coming kingdom and all of that, I get why we didn't care. I right. get why as kids, it was like, yeah, but I really want to go party. Being drunk right. is fun. But, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, I get why we did that. Understanding it now? Mm-mm. That statement in our society is crazy. Death right. is better than life. Right. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I mean, we've had Christians anyone. tell us, well, I want Jesus coming, not too soon. How could it? There is no too right. soon. So again, it comes, it comes down to you either believe that there is no such thing as death, that everybody is going to live in eternity. Just where is that eternity Where is that eternity going to be? And that if you actually believe that, then you know that death on earth is the only death, walking dead, that you are before Christ. That's it. Because right now, every day that I live here is the closest to hell I'll ever come. So guess what? Being as close to hell as I am now, I don't care about my house next door to hell. I don't care about my health next door to hell. I don't care about my children's future next door to hell. I do care about my eternal home in heaven, my, my eternal perfect health in heaven, my children's eternal future in heaven. You know what I mean? Like when you stop and you look at the difference of that. But again, if you don't truly believe, then this is the closest to heaven you will and ever that, be. And that just really calls for coming to the Lord in humility, yeah. humbling yourself. And restructuring your priorities. If you're having the, I mean, you, you do have to do work if you have these feelings. And be in the word, be in the word, Sure. be in the word. Don't, how many times, there are so many times where people come and they say, well, what do I do? I'm so anxious. I'm so scared. Be in church. Stop filing away. Read read your Bible. Well, I haven't been reading my Bible. Then I can't help you. Yeah. Right. Be in the word. In order to... God you, can't talk to you if you to, don't If you love book. me, you will obey my commands. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus said. Well, how do you know what his commands are? Well, because I saw it in a meme on Facebook. And if you're listening, if you don't have that, email us. And we, I you, will I, be well, more will than happy to We sent to someone the Bible. And, they, got and do, do, they got it last week. It came literally, got delivered like right before, because we do our church services online if anyone needs somewhere to go and study. But the Bible, it was so cool. It delivered on sunday like two hours before that's church cool. i was like how cool is that like, that's really perfect cool. timing it that's was cool. Really cool it was just neat so let me let me preface this 
with the warning. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's got serious face on. Well, he's got Hebrews pulled up. Oh, gosh. Because you're all in here's, trouble. <laughs> it, like, you, you, you know, it may sound cliched for us to be like, oh, you just, you're not believing God. <laughs> yeah. No, no. let's put it. Let's put it in perspective. Going through Hebrews, and yes, we're like year four, (laughs) chapter two, (laughs) chapter two. Didn't I start? When did I? I don't even remember. I started sometime last year, late last year. I just realized though that I've been in Matthew for like. I know you're not doing much better than me. I don't know what Travis got four verses last week. No, I did three last. I have no. He did three. That's so much better than four. Two hour sermon, three Um, three verses. So that's why I went. Oh no, he has Hebrews. But let's let's put it in perspective because again, like I said in the earlier in this this conversation here, uh, do you actually believe the words that God spoke? Are you trusting in that? That is what faith comes down to. And so the warning that comes in Hebrews four. Uh, I'm just going to say it here. It says, therefore, let us fear if while a promise remains of entering his rest and that rest is literally being in the presence of God. That's the rest. Yeah. Right. Uh, Eternity with God. Any one of you may seem to have come short of it for indeed have for indeed we have had good news preached to us. Again, this is in Jerusalem. This is to the Jews, but we too can apply this. We have God's literal word in front of us. Many of you probably go listening to this. You know what the gospel is. You know what God has said in many of these promises. But we have had good news preached to us just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard. For we who have believed enter that rest. And then he goes on, just as he said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. The whole point is this, this, the Jews before, this is speaking back to the time of that nation that was drawn out of Egypt. You remember the amount of it, because if you're like, well, I just need to see a miracle, I'm going to believe. No, no, they saw the 10 plagues, which remember impacted Egypt, but not them. When the flocks were in the fields with giant stones and hail, just destroying their flocks, destroying their source of food. And you're over here and you're like, oh, my cow's good. Sun is shining. Yeah, my goats are still alive. Uh, you know, and and you see all this. Yet the firstborn of every household, God. yet yours by the blood right. lives. Like there's nothing that can explain that. And then taken out of that, that situation. And then, oh, no, here comes the Egyptian army. Like, did you not just see what God did? Yeah. Okay, well, he's going to show you again. He floods them. You walk through dry land with water literally like a wall next to you. You get to the other side, and then God basically drowns the entire Egyptian army chasing you. It's like, do you take God at his word? He's going to take you to the promised land. And time after time, what do they do? They challenge God. They don't believe him it was never united by faith well and we read that looking at it going oh dummies how did you not get it you were right right there and it's like okay well let's hold the mirror up on ourselves oh dummy what am i doing Mm -hmm. i'm not trusting i'm not having the you know what i mean and i'm looking at other super christians going oh i wish i could just have faith like you you can yeah you can because none of us are anyone special right and this is this is where this all comes back to also uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Yep. 
It's not the meal that you work for. It's the fact that God has established your life to serve him here, to worship him, and that your days are numbered. And the whole point of them going through the wilderness, that's where that statement comes from, which Jesus does his 40 days in the wilderness, right? To the point where even he has to be ministered to after the temptation of Satan. And that was one of his quotes was, no, no, no. The whole point of that was to be tested. And Israel failed the test. They all perished in the wilderness. So we need to do a heart check. Are you truly in Christ? That is the first point. Do you have faith that what God says is you will have eternal life if you believe upon Christ, that his death covers your sins? Are you believing that he is Lord, that he upholds all things by the word of his power, as it says, and yet he came to die for you? Do you truly believe that? Mm -hmm. So then if you believe that, then why would you not believe the other words like he says here in Matthew 6, verse 25 and following? For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you you of little faith do not worry then saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing for the gentiles eagerly seek all these things for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's pretty literal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the cure if you think about it. Yeah, it is. It's security. And I think, too, um, people sometimes get anxiety and they question because they maybe believe, but they're very immature in their faith. Sure. And so people are not taught. I think you have to kind of go through it a couple of times before you realize sometimes your reactions to things, you can have instinctive reactions to things that are incorrect. Mm -hmm. And then you have to use your knowledge of what does the Bible say? What absolutely. So, so a lot of people go, well, I thought this, or I felt this and that makes me terrible and therefore terrible. And that, therefore that means this, and maybe then I'm not really Mm -hmm. saved. And then, and that's where the anxiety comes from. Listen, having an instinctive knee-jerk reaction to something, especially if you're an immature Christian, does not mean you are not saved. Yep. Yeah. It's what you do. If if we never had thoughts to take captive, the Bible would never have told us to, to take, take our thoughts those thoughts captive. captive. Right. Yeah. So Amen. the way you take those thoughts captive, know the word. Jesus is the word. Every word in the Bible came from him. 
you know the word when you have a thought you go well that thought that's that reaction is incorrect because the bible says this so even though this feels funky i'm going to go over here when you're working out when you're exercising you have to sometimes put your body into what feels like very awkward positions in order to keep true form because you've had poor posture or whatever absolutely and when you're working out they will tell you oh you've got to put your body over here and it feels weird it's going to feel abnormal to you, but you're retraining your muscle groups. But guess what? After a week of doing that, a month of doing that, right. you don't even notice anymore. It becomes totally it different. It becomes natural. It feels instinctive. Yep. It feels, you know, like all of that. It's I go through that with our daughter, Kaylin, with working out where I'm like, you've got to, you can't put your butt out like that and your knees can't go that way. And she's like, I'm doing it right. I swear. Because it feels right, yep. and when I when we correct her body, it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so, we want to go off of our feelings, our emotions, exactly. our experiences. Well, that doesn't feel no, right. no, I don't care I what I don't like care what I'm your experience was. Yeah. I don't care what your feelings are. I don't care what any. What does God's word say? No, you right. align to that, and re, you need to retrain some muscles over here because you're sitting out here doing it completely wrong, and you're going to kill yourself. You right. know, you can't do it that way. So. You know, when, when you have that knee jerk, like, oh, I'm so scared. Wait, am I really scared or am I just used to being scared? Yeah. Well, okay, we, well, if I'm scared, what am I scared of? Well, the Bible says don't be scared of that. So I don't serve right. a God of fear. So yep. I need to. You know, We're going through this yourself. with Brandon's mom. She has Alzheimer's. Right. And mm-hmm. so she keeps telling us that, like, she, she's different things she goes to. She tells us all the time, well, she's just tired. Because when she first started noticing herself slipping, she would go, well, I'm just tired, right? Because she was in denial that something mm-hmm. was wrong. So now she keeps telling us that something's hurting. Well, she's fallen, broken ribs, done all these other oh, things because she has yeah. Parkinson's as oh. well. So she keeps telling us something is hurting. And Brandon brought up to his brother, he goes, but I don't know if she's actually hurting. She has this trigger memory that something hurts because she's fallen so much. Because the side that she broke her shoulder and her hip, she says doesn't hurt. It's the other side that she says is hurting. And we're like, well, nothing's wrong. We've done x-rays. We've done all this other stuff. Like, you're not hurting over there. And so he had to bring that up. And he goes, I think she thinks she's hurting. Because yeah. that's the response she's used to giving. Right? So when we get into these positions, well, I'm used to being afraid. I'm scared of what the future will hold. Right. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. That's I have anxiety. I'm anxious. Go-to is. Yeah, that's where my go-to is. No, 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 no. I don't care what your feelings, emotions, experience, whatever. Well, you have to take that captive and be like, no, I'm going to stop it right now. I am not anxious. I am not afraid. I am not going to be overcome by emotion, whatever the emotion may be, over literally any topic that you could possibly put in here. Coronavirus, sickness, finance, future, kids, school. I mean, whatever it is, the world imploding, you know, the fall of Rome that we're all watching. Like, I'm not going to be anything over any of that because I'm a citizen of heaven. And so I'm going to give it to God. But that's the other thing too. You have to give it to God, right? Because it's easy to say, well, I took it before God and I took it to prayer. Okay. But then did you set it down and walk away? Mm-hmm. Or did you kind of talk to God about it so you can check off the box that you did quote unquote pray about it? And then you kept holding onto it with clenched fists. And if you don't know how to set it down and walk away, here's a tip. You just stay there yeah, until it's not in your hands anymore. Yeah. Sometimes that means I am just in constant prayer with the Lord over this one thing because I can't let it go. Yeah. God, take this for me. Change my heart on this. Change my mind on this. Whatever yeah. it is. And you're just constantly in prayer. And when you do that, eventually you hit a point where you go, oh, that's not there anymore. Yeah. So for, for the people who are like, okay, but practically how do I do that? Right? Keep I, praying until. Just stay. That's, again, why the Bible tells us to, to pray Lord without ceasing. Keep it there mm-hmm. with you also. Mm-hmm. 
until it's not in your hands anymore. Yeah. So then the second, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking the second point though is going back to love of the world. So as we see freedoms leave, as we see comforts leave. Which they are. Which they are. Is that what you're clinging to because you can't be content with what you have? Right. Yes. And we should not notice much of a difference. Right. Because that's So we that's should all be working towards that from. point where towards we don't goal. feel right. a big difference. It's Again, it, you know, just as we read Matthew 6, it's worry about today but focus upon the kingdom of God. Don't right. look to the future. Because how much of this too is coming from... Well, I don't know if I'm going to have a job in a month. I don't oh, know if my kids yeah. are going to get into oh, college. I, I don't. You know what I mean? Like majority of it. Th- that's is, especially is that. especially here in America. But yeah. um, so that's where when you let, let's bring up a verse that everybody loves to throw on shirts. Oh, <laughs> Philippians four thirteen. <laughs> favorite. Yep, but yeah. let's let's put it now into this context. In the this full the context. And this, and maybe you'll understand now why Paul says this, but he says, uh, beginning be from verse 10, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Now, this is about them providing for his needs, right? Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Are you content in your circumstances? Yeah. Whatever. Right. Whatever. There, there's no little asterisk next to it that says, as long as my Wi-Fi signal is strong and my water gets hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing right. by that. Whatever. And we're talking, he was living in nasty, gross prisons and, I mean, oh, yeah. all kinds of awful things. And he's content. Yeah. Well, so, I think, too, just with that verse, just where people need to be careful is, is with the mentality that that verse is only useful in situations of overcoming versus enduring yes people go i can do all things through christ who strengthens me yeah i put it on my my workout shirt so i can get through my pilates class when i feel like i'm gonna die like you know i can do sacrifice so that i can make it to the next step in my job yeah or i can i can work really hard and i can get that raise or i can you know i can go through this hard thing so that in the end my life is better better what if you go through the hard thing and then your life on earth never gets better you're still so, homeless and poor and sick. So I can and, do all things through Christ who strengthens me, including endure the situation that I've yep, been put exactly. in gracefully and joyfully with a smile on my face. I mean, sure, Truly. cry if you're, if you're sad, but be joyful in all of your circumstances because you know that this is it. Like, This is the closest it, to hell you'll ever have to be. You know, even if it gets worse, and listen, on earth it can always get worse. Okay? Oh, yeah. It can always, 2020 has always taught us all. get worse. Okay, what's August? <laughs> I'm scared. I don't know. Okay. We're, on the, we're on the 23rd. We're so close. Like, I don't know if squirrel tested positive for the bubonic plague a few weeks ago. Are we going to have, like, murder Oh, squirrels? our son is so murder. ready. He's, like, bubonic super squirrels. into the medieval times and stuff right now. So he's like, I'm getting my helmet and the whole thing. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Well, I just, I can't imagine what November is going to look like once we know who the next president is I am afraid. Be. It, I, I don't am think it's going to so matter. I think this nation is going to melt down somehow. <laughs> you know, regardless it's, of It's like you got to laugh to keep from crying because you're just literally I, watching I admit, it explode. Dude, I'm, I'm afraid just, of Biden and his dementia but they're both. So I have, I have like two instincts for November. One instinct is to come here and just bunker down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause that's what the it's world is. Good idea guys. But then he them. has to go to work assuming he still has his job. Cause that's a whole, yeah, other, that's thing. whole other thing. But I'm like, yeah. okay, but then we might not be able to leave for a while. 
So then, just do we get just here and be safe. <laughs> get more weapons one, for them. Like, are they going to burn the house too, down? It's hard. I, I, I'm like, pro- at be. this point, I believe any of it yeah. like could happen. I, but I just and combine that with it's November and Black Friday is a couple weeks away, <laughs> and then Christmas and oh my gosh, people. I mean, we saw what and people when wondered Trump was why we moved out into the country <laughs> and like live off on our little mountain. <laughs> that Rebel is why. Well. So let me continue this real quick. Yeah, sorry. I think sorry. Right. No, it's I'm good. really sorry. Uh, Full so verse, of this. verse 12, yes. I, <laughs> speaking of, endurance. Yeah, not that I speak from want, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. That's verse 11. 12, I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry. Okay, so he's going to tell you abundance what it is. And suffering need. I can do all things through him, through Christ, who strengthens me. That's the secret. I wonder yeah, how many people didn't even know that all those verses came before right, no, that they one. Did. They <laughs> didn't. Like my and, t-shirt and doesn't have so, that. But I think this leads into a third point here. Because what he's talking about, uh, he says, Nevertheless, verse 14, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. He's talking about the Philippians were, those, were there to provide his needs. Even in times of suffering, when he was going without, hungry, they were able to help. Yeah. In Philippi, so, yep. he had a very bad time in Philippi. Oh, yeah. That was a very rough time. <laughs> so, but, but I think this would go to point three is if we are known by our love for one another in the body of Christ, yeah. are you connecting with that body or are you, try, are you severed from the body so much that you are not helping one another yeah. to lift each other up? And that worry. And I think, and that's the point is in these times, they clung together and helped one another. And you don't think Satan behind everything going on right now knows that right. keeping Christians away from other Christians is going to do damage. He knows oh, yeah. God's word guys. He knows it. Mm-hmm. He knows keeping us away from one another, not mm-hmm. being there, being able to plug in to, to, to take somebody a meal, to know that someone's even struggling right. to, to help out, to be there. Like he knows that. So why do you think the churches are shutting doors and staying home and people mm-hmm. aren't getting together, you know? And that was the whole point of saying, guys, no, do not bow down to this. Well, in the, in the peripheral matters that are causing division, yeah. it's like, I mean, everybody's got an opinion over something <laughs> and it's, yeah, what is it doing? And that, that, yeah. that was kind of my point with, with a lot of these things with the, with the Christian and we, we can't, we can't dumb these, these issues that we're dealing with in our, in our world today down to this, you know, making this fight each other using, this is ridiculous. This right. is, this is not how, how we do this. I mean, no, we shouldn't have that fear and we should be lifting people up, not mm-hmm. arguing with people and tearing people down. And, and to even, I, I mean, right now to even politicize anything about this for a Christian is just ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I just think now is the time that we really, really need to shine, you know, like we've already said through this. But, yeah, I mean, f- f- I, I love how Paul says that I've learned the secret to this. Yeah. You guys want to know the secret to how to do this? This is it. Here it is. Learn how to live in whatever situation that you're in. That includes COVID. Like if everybody's afraid of COVID and what's going on in the world, guess what? Learn how to be content. Man. Kind of sucks, but um, you know, I, I have hope. <laughs> but the thing in all of this is, if you are just controlled by the anxiety, fear, worry, stress—I mean, what, whatever it is that's controlling you—or even if you don't feel like it's controlling you, but it's just a constant 
battle or a constant thing you're dealing with. It all really just boils down to you have to do something about it. You don't just say a little prayer and God waves his magic wand and you never have a worry again in your life. It's not that you just read your Bible every day and become a, a great Christian and your life goes well. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's no well, little that's what they're magic. Expecting. They're expecting Exa- that's what I'm saying. Out of it. But all of this, it starts with, and, and, and all of your problem and whatever your worry, anxiety, fear, whatever it is, it isn't somebody else's problem. Well, if my husband would do this, well, if my kids just understood yep. that, if my job would do this, if this politician or the world or whatever, it's nobody else's fault that you're having this issue. It's yours because out of the heart is where your thoughts Mm -hmm. and your words come Mm -hmm. from. It is out of the heart. And so you have to hold that mirror up. You have to truly assess yourself. Pray, ask the Lord, Lord, convict me. Show me where I'm wrong. Make it taste disgusting to Mm -hmm. me where I just am repulsed by the way I ask that. I go, Lord, find my convictions and make me sick over them. Make me uncomfortable. Help me to see this and to get through this so that way I can truly stop but you have to you have to put in the work and that's the thing that's so hard that we have found in ministry is to pour out so much to people and to see people who they want it they desire it but when it comes time to put in the work it's like ah i just i'm too busy it's yeah, too much nice. i just, I just can't ah. no you have to make it your priority but that takes work that takes work to say hey Instead of watching Netflix for five hours while I'm at home collecting, you know, my unemployment because I don't have to go to work. What if I spend time in God's word? What if I go and I I serve my my neighbors, my family? What if I, you know what I mean? You start turning these things around. It's like, ah, but I got to get up. I got to put on pants. I mean, your family is the most important thing because most of these people that are having these issues have all kinds of family issues. Yeah. So cha- how about you change yourself and you, you just be like this amazing example to everybody else and they go, wow, what's wrong with so That is so powerful. <laughs> and if we truly are all ticking away at our clock, getting ready to face death one day, which we all are, uh, your example and possible salvation that you could be sharing to your family and friends around you, that, you guys, that's phenomenal. That's huge. It is that important and that worthwhile to say, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But truly, you have, to, you have to know going into this, if you want it to get better, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. You want to talk about some real feelings with labels coming into it? That's where you're going to find it. It's fixing yourself to align yourself in those uncomfortable positions that are the ways that the Lord has aligned everything. People are going to be upset. It's not going to feel good. Things are going to happen. You're going right. to face spiritual warfare. You know, all of that's going to come. But if you truly are doing it, unto the Lord, you know, through all of this, you are going to happily, again, like we just said, face those uncomfortable things and say, all right, I can do it all because Christ is strengthening me to do this. And it is worth it. It is my priority. And I might not be perfect in a week or in a month, but every day I'm going to be inching toward that goal. Every day I'm going to refocus my priority, take captive to those thoughts and and put myself in that right direction. And if you're not willing to put in that work and do these things that we're talking about here, then stop wasting everyone's time. Just go love the world. Forget about God. Don't worry about any of it. Just go do it. I mean, if you're not going to put in the work, then you're just, what are you doing, right? You have to come to a point where you say, all right, enough is enough. Let's do it. 
It's not, you know, it's not wor- about work salvation at all. It's just, but it's, it's just about. It's removing being... yourself from the world and aligning yes. yourself to God in his word. Yeah. I mean, it's like. So let me, let me provide a gentle rebuke as we kind of close this. But um, consider this. If your anxiety stems from losing comforts, losing things of this world then what you're truly saying to God, if you are in Christ, what you're truly saying to God is what you've provided in Christ, eternal life, is not enough. Yeah. I need these things of this world. It's not including fair. Health. What's that? Including health. Health yeah. is right. a comfort. Including Just health. So God yes. tells Amen. us, he promises us, he will provide for us each day what we yep. need. And if you're saying, no, I've got to have job security, health, and this, financial, whatever, then you're saying that God's a liar, doesn't know what you need, isn't yep. providing it. Yep. And ultimately that Christ is not enough. Because that's, I guarantee you, that was the strength in Christ that Paul speaks of is knowing. And you should be able to eternity. see people should be able to look at you and That's say, you're content. Because it is, it's, it's people come to Christ and they, and they feel that he's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, they want and the smoke and mirrors want, and the show and the stuff. They want all of it now. They the want what Satan offered. They want all the kingdoms of the world. Now you want this comfort. You want this luxury. You want to be ruling and reigning now, you know, and that's, that's just not the case. You know, I mean, you're going to get knocked down. But that's what's unfortunate about this American gospel that we pressed because that's what people, it's that's what of. you grow up in this country thinking that I'm going to become and know God. So I'm going to do the right things and I'll be blessed and, and I will have these things and I'll do good. And that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> I mean, never, usually. I mean, sometimes. But, you know. Go go read Ecclesiastes. Exactly. Everything under the sun. That's the whole point. Yeah. He he gained wisdom and then tried everything. And even hard labor and all of it came to nothing. He realized it was all in vain when it's all done under the sun in the sense of striving for this life, striving for the things of this world becomes meaningless. But Christ is enough. I think that's a really good um, yeah. ending yeah. note. Yeah. So. That's the answer. It's not an easy one. Right. But it's the answer. Yeah. Nobody said this life was easy. So. Mm-hmm.